Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Forever. Dog. Little Tommy. start somewhere it has to start sometime what better place than here what better time than now say i don't agree with the part about me being horny all hours of the day few hours in the day, yes, but not all. Hey, this is Che Diaz. I this cameo is for Kyle. Congrats on that early decision, dude. I just know you're going to kill it at the California Institute of Technology. Hey, this is Che Diaz. 80s weren't perfect. Hey, this is Che Diaz. This cameo is for Kyle. Congrats on that early decision, dude. I just know you're going to kill it at the California Hey, this is Che Diaz. This cameo is for Kyle. Congrats on that early. Hey, this is Che Diaz. Wishing Rory Upton a very happy birthday. Hey, this is Che Diaz. This cameo is for hey, Kyle. Hey, this is Che Diaz. Congrats on that this early decision, Kyle. dude. Hey, this is Che Diaz. Wishing Rory Upton a very happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Rory Upton. Tonight on The Best Show. We've got a live set from Being Dead. It was such a good set. It's going to blow your bleeping brains. Bleeping's a curse, so. Also, the topic tonight. After you kill Hitler, of course, what fun thing do you do with your time machine? And I want the phones to ring on this one. And I'm going to say this. We'll take calls in the second hour. So if you don't want to be on hold, you don't be on hold. You just call to talk about that in the second hour. I don't want people to do the thing with that and the other thing. Play the theme, please, best show. Bam, 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 bam,
Yeah, everybody. Welcome back to the best show. Hello. Not welcome back. Welcome to the best show. It's uh it's a fun night here in late February of 2024. How are we all doing tonight? Everybody having a fun time getting ready for winter to become spring. Won't that be fun when winter is no longer with us and is uh, replaced by spring, which is obviously better than winter. Summer's worse than spring, and, and autumn is better than summer also. Everybody knows that's how the seasons go. They go like this. Spring one, autumn two, summer three, winter four. Hmm. Am I right? The phone number is 201-989-0012. If you want to get in on the action, I will say this. I know people are tired of being on hold. Oh, you didn't get to make the calls. You didn't get to my call. I sat on hold for two hours. I don't blame you. I'm just going to tell you when we're going to do calls now. How is that better? And and also this. Just call. Don't they don't dance. They dance around on the chat. That's not enough. You call. You stop with the chat is not the show. You call the show. You don't chat about. That's not the show. You call the show. You can chat all you want, but you also call the show. And if I don't get it, I'll shut the bleeping thing down. I'll smash every piece of equipment in this place. I got a bat in my trunk. I'll come in swinging. What's his face didn't swing as much as I'm going to swing Sammy Davis Jr.? The topic tonight is going to be, after you kill Hitler, what would you do with your time machine? So we want to do more fun things with the time machine, not just go and wipe out the bad guys. Of course you wipe out the bad guys. Then, what do you do with it? Do you go watch a band play that you always wanted to see? Right? Do you go watch yourself? Um, ooh, that would be weird. You watch yourself. That's like that movie, Back to the Futures, and that would be very strange to watch yourself walking by. These Back to the Futures movies are wild. Have you ever seen them, Mike? You ever see Back to the Futures? I saw the first one. Okay. And uh, there was a moment in that that movie that just took me right out of it. I couldn't continue. What was that? Is when he hooks Had up sex a... with his mother. No, <laughs> no, that was fine and dandy. Um, well, I don't know about. Look, <laughs> Jesus, this, this ain't egg for what? <laughs> no, it was uh, the moment when he hooked up a uh, VCR to a 1950s television. Mm-hmm. Just uh, impossible. And uh, I love this. This is what so I love. unrealistic. So unreal. You know which part I thought was maybe a little more unrealistic? The time travel part. <laughs> Not him yeah. getting the c- cables correct. He could have had adapters in that bag. <laughs> yeah. No, Mike's got a good From point. From the 1950s? Yeah. All, all you would need is that yeah. one with the two little like hooks that go under the screws. Mike's got a, Mike has a good point. The movie was completely believable up to that point. <laughs> <laughs> First, let me say, hey, we just heard Spiral 
heads. Our friend Simon O'Connor, his great band, you know him from MGMT, from he plays with Modest Mouse. This guy does everything. Simon O'Connor, he's brilliant. Well, his band Spiral Heads is amazing. They got a new record, just came out, uh, Until I'm Dead. Amazing record. We just heard from that record, New York Sorrow. It's really, uh, man, that's uh, that's great stuff. What'd you think about that song, Mike? Uh, I was taking a call, so I oh. wasn't uh, able to focus. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You'll catch it on the on the rebound. Jason, what'd you think of that song? I loved it. There Simon rules. Everything Simon does Look, is great. Pat, Pat Byrne. That's me. What'd you think of the song, the Spiral Head song? Um, I cannot tell a lie. I was flipping the chicken in the next room. I was flipping the chicken. He was so excited about the, the song. <laughs> what'd you have, the chicken in your ears? I, I wasn't I wasn't chopping the chicken like uh-huh. Sebastian Maniscalco, but I was flipping the chicken. So I had... I, I got my setup here at my desk, so I had to put the headphones down, run over, flip the I'm chicken, come back. I'm out there chopping the chicken. I'm chopping the chicken, the chicken in the kitchen. Ma, my dad, like, my father's you know. like, I'm like, Bob, I'm chopping the chicken. That yeah. relatable scene in Chipotle that we've all, we all know so well. So I go to Chipotle the other day, and they're telling me, the avocado, the guacamole costs more. At what point do we let the Chipotle employees off the hook to stop mentioning the guacamole costs more? Let them let them let them be Chipotle corporate overlords. Let them be, huh? Was pretending. Have you read the uh, Time Machine book, Tom? Which book? The Jules Verne Time Machine. H.G. Wells. No, I read Jules Verne's Time Machine. I'm going (laughs) to dig in and pretend I'm never wrong. No, I think (laughs) Jules Verne wrote one also. H.G. Wells Time Machine. I don't know if I read it. I read it recently, and then I I just finished uh, The Invisible Man, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if people want to weigh in on invisibility. Yeah. Uh, would they rather go back in time or be invisible? Do you have a book report, do? <laughs> well, we talked about the time machine on Egfu What? If people want to oh, check oh, it out a few episodes ago. Plug. Quick Here's plug. plug. I love the plug. <laughs> yeah, I love the sneaky plugs that go on. <laughs> I saw a tweet from our own Jason Dudio Gore, who, by the way, I want to say we have Jason, we have Pat, we have Mike, and we have me. And that means we got... Of the four horsemen. <gasps> no, no, yes. Well, when the good Lord made his mind up, he said, This mic needs more men. Four men. Horsemen. And that was it. Here come the horsemen, four horsemen. Oh, yeah, here yeah, comes the horsemen. There, there are the horsemen, the four horsemen. Tom, Pat, Jason, and Mike, the four horsemen. How are we doing, horsemen? Doing good. 
How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I noticed. I saw Mike just slipped in an egg foo what plug. That's his podcast. Mm-hmm. His his thing. Jason did a tweet the other day. He said, <laughs> "Meet my friends of friends is the greatest thing I've ever been involved with outside <laughs> of his own thing, the hawk." I'm just saying they're the two things that I've done that I really love. You slipped a plug in. Well, I'm not faulting you for it. I admired it. I was you. like, thank look you. at this. I said, this is what I said to myself. No joke. You can ask anybody at the Arby's I was at reading the thing. <laughs> I yelled out, this crafty SOB. <laughs> I said, this crafty SOB just slipped a, uh, uh, a 109.8 The Hawk plug into his um, promotion of Meet My Friends of Friends. I said, this crafty SOB got one. <laughs> no, it's I'm good. just saying, no, out of the things Jason, that I've done. Jason, I'm teasing. I'm giving you the business. And this latest episode is on the Patreon right um, now. And it is. And Meet My Friends of Friends is up on Patreon. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I want to talk to the four horsemen. Pat, you, when you saw Back to the Futures. Mm-hmm. How old were you and where did you see it? I saw this thing. This was one this was almost a Batman 1989 experience for me mm-hmm. uh for Jason. Okay. So, you know, Jason famously saw that movie in the theater uh, 39 times. 38 times. Came, 38 times. Yeah. So, let that sink in everybody. How old were you at the time, Jason? 11. 11. Picture an 11-year-old Jason Gore in Utah and in Virginia. I, I double duty that. Walking up to the thing. One for Batman. <laughs> one for Batman. One for Batman. Yeah, it was 100% cracking then. One for Batman. Go, man? He saw Batman, the, the Tim Burton Batman movie, 38 times in its first run in theaters. We got to get Tim Burton on the show and tell him that and have him be worried about you. The way like Alec Guinness would like go up to he'd go to like a Star Wars convention and then some kid would be like, I saw Star Wars a hundred times. And he would be like, I want to meet you after that. And he'd be like, you should not see Star Wars that much. You I think seriously, think you've got a problem. Tim Burton would only be worried if, if somebody saw Big Fish 38 times. Hey, I love Big Fish, man. Yeah, Big Fish made me cry. Yeah, I I ball every time I watch the ending of that. That might be the last, is that the last good Tim Burton movie? Ooh, I shouldn't say that if we're going to have him on the show. Yeah, Except for uh, Dumbo and, uh, of course, in the... uh, We got Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice coming out this year. Like, now I got to be, like, spin it like, oh, the Planet of the Apes movie was great, of course, and uh, (laughs) Dumbo ruled and... Did you watch Wednesday? I didn't. I really enjoyed Wednesday, okay. and it felt very Tim Burton. Okay. Well, so. it should, because he done made it. But no, Back to the Future was a movie I rented oh. over and over and over again. Okay. And the other two. Like, I at one point, from maybe about, like, fifth or sixth grade, just in that, like, early middle school, junior high age, mm-hmm. I was, I was uh, going to my local video store, which... And Jersey was a plenty at the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't what, have to go too far. What was the name of your store that you would go to in Jersey all the time? We went to Palmer Video. Palmer in, Video. There was West Ver- Coast Video, Palmer yep. Video, 
and Blockbuster <laughs> Video. Palmer became West Coast eventually in our town, but okay. we held on to Palmer for a while. They had the um, the Forbidden Zone in the back that you couldn't go. You know, yeah, the for saloon the smut. doors for beads. Yeah. Was it beads was or saloon ask. doors? Right, Mike. <laughs> there was Palmer no saloon. Palmer had porn. Mike? Palmer had porn. They, Those old they, saloon. They, they, doors. That was their slogan. You could get a T-shirt yeah. with it. Yeah, but no. That's the they, name of the store. There was no saloon doors. There was no beads. They had a, a zigzag um, maze to get in there. It was very strange. But um, no, <laughs> the if men we, died if we in had, that maze. <laughs> if we had the money and the time, we would go to West Orange Blockbuster Video, which mm-hmm. was a little further. But I could yeah. walk to Palmer. Sure. So with my own money, I would just I probably bought the movie like 20 times by now. But like mm-hmm. I rented Back to the Future over and over again. So like th- it's one of those movies that I could do lines of and I and I would probably get it verbatim even today. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah, I like that. So, I yes, like, I like that. This our guy knows. Back to the Futures and Jason, where did you see the Back to the Futures movie. First. Where did I see Back to the Future? Um, I think I saw it. Uh, it would have been. I would have rented the the VHS by then. Yeah, I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw Back to the Future two in the theaters at the Radford Theater in downtown Radford. Okay. I saw it in the theater the week it came out. I couldn't have been more excited. I thought the funniest thing I ever saw was, uh him with the Pepsi and the Chuck Berry thing. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. But were you excited that Pepsi may one day look like that? Cuz I got excited about that. Like the future Pepsi. I was not as excited about it as you might have been. Yeah, I got real excited well, for some reason. Well, Jason, in 2015 they did release one like that because well, that was the year we traveled to. Right. Right. They did mm-hmm. a, they did a Nike mag shoe, which was hard to find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they did um, a Pepsi bottle like that, I think, limited edition. And I think Mattel did a hoverboard that didn't float. Mm-hmm. So you could have got uh, all of it down. Yeah. But, now, Mike, when did you, yeah. when with these movies, Back to the Futures, all these mm-hmm. things, when, when, at what point did you say, I don't have time for this childish nonsense? Because clearly you hit a point where you broke away from that, that type of entertainment. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it at the time it came out. I didn't see any of the sequels. Mm-hmm. I only saw it like within the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> just by because it felt like it was a uh, you know a cultural thing mm-hmm. that maybe I should check it out. I think I, I saw Top Gun for the first time recently. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, there there was some eighties, you know eighties. I was in my twenties. So, yeah, I might have been too cool for some popular entertainment at the time. What, what were you switching to at that point? Bob Dylan and, <laughs> and Apocalypse Now? Things like were like a little more weighty? Well, no, yeah, I saw Apocalypse Now in the theater. Mm-hmm. I'm that old. But uh, okay, my well, friend that, would make... Go ahead. My friend would make us wait because the curtains would come back over the screen before, while the credits were rolling. Mm-hmm. So you had to wait to see all the explosions at the end mm-hmm. because uh, the curtains were already across the screen. What? So. Yeah. There was a lot of freewheeling at, at these movie theaters in the past. Things were not as uh, as um, mechanized as they are now. 
But look, there's still there's still theaters out there. There's still theaters doing it handmade style, right? The the uh the new Beverly. We got to get you the new Beverly, Mike. <laughs> we got to get you there one day. We'll I get... have still never gone there. No, I, you have no. I'm excuse. like ten minutes away. You're ten minutes away. Yeah, no excuse on that one. Why don't you go on Friday and see uh, Barry Lyndon matinee, two p.m. Oh man, this Friday, Matt, low ticket alert. Uh, jump on that right now. <laughs> low ticket alert. Low ticket. Look, if yeah. when you're hooked into this stuff, you get the low ticket alerts. Low ticks. John Damer knows what I'm talking about. No, but there's theaters. Uh, our our friend uh, in in uh, Texas has a uh, uh, Sarah does a theater, and she does all the she's pulling the film and tearing the tickets and doing everything and running Chopping around. The no, but that, they, they don't. I don't think they sell chicken at the movie oh, theater. I'm sorry. That's your. That's the theater in your imagination. Yeah, go flip that chicken, Pat. Yeah. Tell us about this chicken for fifteen seconds. Okay, it's kind of. I kind of did like a uh, chicken sofrito. Got some chopped onion. Um, I marinated it for about six hours with lemon and uh, sort of what was left of uh, vinaigrette dressing, and mm. uh, came out pretty good. Mm. What are we doing for a side? Um, we did what was left in the fridge, which was spinach and brown rice. All right. Wow, look at this. Healthy. That's nice. That's healthy eating over there at uh, Pat Burn Manor. Healthy eating. Yeah. For lunch, I had a bag of barbecue chips. There you go. Everyone, these are the four horsemen. We do shows together on the Patreon, and I'm going to tell you about the Patreon right now. Horsemen. I want to talk to you about the topic in a little bit, but for the time being, horsemen, stand down and stand by. Patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the best show. You go to the Patreon, you subscribe, you get the the uh, ad-free versions of the episodes, you get bonus stuff like nobody's business there is so much bonus stuff up there meet my friends the friends the aforementioned meet my friends the friends that's up there very funny ask tom there's a new ask tom going up shortly new episodes of ahoy are coming that's right the fish sandwich Review podcast is coming back. Ahoy. Sharpling and Worcester Q&A. Make Mike Marvel. Best show Four Horsemen edition up there. The John Gentle Show. The John Gentle Show is the funniest thing going. Do we have a clip of anything that we want to play? Not tonight, unfortunately. Not tonight. But this is the thing. You go get the Patreon. You don't even need clips. You go watch the whole thing. Patreon.com slash the best show. As if that wasn't enough. There's the t-shirt club. The best show t-shirt club. Now what is that? This is something. Look, I'll say this. If you want the best show, three hours. It's free. Anytime. It ain't never not gonna 
It ain't never going to not be free. The best show. Three hours a week, as free as can be. Free as a bird, like the Beatles said. But we do this bonus stuff because that's what helps keep, literally keep the show running. So there's people who, who give it the, who participate at the $5 level, get the audio, the $10 level, get the video. But there's people giving it higher levels, and we want to take care of them also. So we do the T-shirt club, a new T-shirt every three months designed by one of our favorite artists. Their original exclusive designs on high-quality shirts screen printed. Our friend Perry Shall is doing the first one, and he's describing the shirt as a bootleg parking lot concert tee, but for the best show, which is the most exciting thing I've ever heard. I cannot wait. And here's how it works. If you want that shirt, you got to do the Patreon at the at that level, 25 bucks a month. You do it for three months. You get the shirt sent to you in April. So you got to do it this week, end of February. You got to be a part of the $25 tier for three months. Then you get the shirt sent to you and everything else. You get everything else. Patreon.com slash the best show. That's how we do it there. So, my friends, we had MGMT on last week. That was fun. Had Andrew and Ben in the studio. Their new album is out now. It's excellent. I uh, got to do a, a Q&A uh, in conversation with them a couple nights ago after uh, a listening uh, event for the new album, there's a thing called Pitch Black Playback. And what is that? Well, you go into a room. They shut all the lights off. They even give you these little sleep masks because they legally can't shut off the, the, the exit signs. So you put them on. And then they play the album in the in the dark. Yeah, it was amazing. It's so amazing to hear something so um, like it's a private experience, but a communal experience as well. And that was fun. So it was a fun week with MGMT stuff. I met a few very cool best show people. Hyped one dude on Robert Wyatt's Rock Bottom. You know the album Robert Wyatt's Rock. Any of the Horsemen? Horsemen, come back, come back, Horsemen. Do we know the album Rock Bottom by Robert Wyatt? Anybody? I do. I haven't listened to it in a long time. Okay, you haven't, Mike. Yeah, actually, you tipped me off to that album Mm. way back when, when we were still at the uh, FMU studio. Yeah, Pat. Pat don't like this. uh... He's down with the chicken. He's down with the chicken. Get on and get down with the chicken. (laughs) Now, Rock Bottom is a gorgeous album, and I told somebody about it, and I was reminded, it's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you all about it. If you don't know that album, the story of that album, oh boy, oh boy, Robert Wyatt was the drummer for Soft Machine, then he was the drummer for Magic Mole, singer, drummer, greatest, uh, one of the greatest drummers ever. I don't know the album. Sorry. It's an amazing album. And then he fell off a balcony and was paralyzed and couldn't drum anymore from the waist down. He's paralyzed. 
But then he did this album, he recorded this album after he was paralyzed, produced by Nick Mason of Pink Floyd. It's one of the most beautiful albums you're ever going to hear. So if you want something nice to listen to, a very moving record, Rock Bottom. He did a cover of Shipbuilding, didn't he? Uh, it was written, yeah, it was written for him. It was written for him by yes. Elvis Costello. Yeah, it was yeah. down the road. But this is this is the first proper solo album. He did do one that was not more of like a experimental one. This is the first song based one. Um, yeah. So it was a fun event. MGMT. The album's out. You should. The album's great. I was really exciting to have them here uh, last week. And later in the show, we have Being Dead. We have a set from Being Dead. It is so good. I'm telling you. This band is so good. Get it. This is this is one of the best ones we've done yet. One of the best sets we've had yet. Being dead from Austin, Texas. And uh you're not gonna regret. You're gonna love it. Oh yeah, a lot of people are about to become fans of being dead. Let's take a call and then we'll uh we'll take more calls later in the show. Again, I, I want this is what I want from everybody. I want you to you, you want to chat all the live long day? You chat. Don't burn yourself out on the chat. You call me. Call me, 201-989-0012. But if you don't want to be on hold, we're not going to really take many calls for the first hour. We'll take calls later. But come on. Hello, Besha. Hey, Tom. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Jeffrey in Birmingham, Alabama. How are you this evening? Good. I'm good, Jeffrey. What's going on down in Birmingham, Alabama? Not much. Thinking a lot about this topic tonight. My wife and I are very excited. Uh, we, we were just sitting here thinking about it, and, and, and we came up with a couple things. Yeah. Let's, th- let's hear them. Well, okay. Well, the first one is uh, would love to... To, to go back in time and go to juke joints. You'd love to go to juke joints. Blues. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Like, just so exciting. Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, the whole, the, the, the whole thing. Just, just the excitement of it and being in, in, that, in that space would, would seem to be very exciting. Okay. Just hearing the music in its purest form. Oh no, absolutely! And then until recently, I mean, when was we we had one still existing in Bessemer, Alabama, until twenty nineteen? Uh, uh, what, what was his name, honey? It was Gip. Did you do you know about Gip? Do I know about Gip? I don't. He was in his nineties, and he built a juke joint outside of his house. Okay, and this was like a major destination for people for for decades to come to Bessemer. There's a actual documentary about it, uh, about Gibbs Juke Joint, mm-hmm. and uh, we got the privilege of going to a to the documentary here locally in Birmingham, and he was in attendance at the historic Carver Theater and getting to meet him and just sort of soaking all of that in. I mean, it was really. It was really a, a wonderful experience. That's very cool. Good old Gip, right? 
Good old Gip, yeah. yeah. Our, you know, rest in power. As rest in power, Gip. Uh, the second... <laughs> the second one, of course, is that we're we're huge fans of the New York scene, and we would love to have been there during the Warhol Factory mm-hmm. whole uh, Velvet Underground, all of that. And I know yeah. you, you're also a huge proponent of such things. Yes. So. What I would do is go back in time, and I went to that era, I would ask Mo Tucker where she got that Jets sweatshirt that she wears, drumming, (laughs) and a lot of the Velvet Underground 3rd footage with Doug Yule. Where'd you get the Jets sweatshirt, Mo? Especially the Doug Yule. Yeah. Era, era of things. Is that, what's, what's, well, Tom, what's your favorite? Like, what was, where, where, what would you do? Jeffrey, stay tuned. You'll find out. You'll find out soon enough, Jeffrey. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Of course. All right. You have a grand evening. Bye bye. Yeah, the topic we'll do later more of is after you kill Hitler, what would you do with your time machine? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. But look, tonight, busy phones, hot phones, busy, busy, busy. Let's go back to those busy phones here, and we'll see what's going on. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. It's Jack Andy Beanstalk calling from Newbridge. How's it going tonight? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, how's my connection? Is it clear? Your connection is outstanding tonight. Oh, good, good, uh, amazing. Uh, they're, I don't know if you heard about this. They're they're boring out the phone lines all over Newbridge. Did you hear about this? I knew there was something going on with the with the phone lines. Yeah. What what do you do? You have any more information on it? Yeah they they found gallons of literal corn chowder in the ones in my neighborhood. What is happening? How's that possible? So you're saying that's why, like, phone lines would occasionally the, like the the quality of phone calls would occasionally be kind of maybe a little little compromised. Exactly. Yeah. How's it getting in there? I don't get it. I have I, don't like n- it. I have no idea. No idea. 
Well, something yeah. tells me it's going to be going on for a long time. This corn chowder situation? Well, just the boring out and them, them oh. finding a lot of different unsavory, unsavory things in there. Of all the things, corn chowder. Yeah. Sounds deliberate. It, it actually sounds deliberate. I think you're going to say it sounds delicious, which it kind of does. It kind of right? does. It's deli- it's delicious-a-burrit. Now yeah, all I can I think like that. all I can Maybe think of could... we go ahead, sir. No. No, you go. No, no, you go. You go. Why you go. I want I was going to say I think Prog- Progresso or, or Campbell should mm-hmm. should make that a word that they 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 uh copyright for their to sell their their soups. Delicious a bit. Whatever that word was you made up. Yeah. yeah, I think they they could really run wild with that if the if the folks over at Progresso uh jumped on that. I like it. Yeah. You prog- so you're more of a Progresso hey, guy? I like Progresso. I think the quality's a little better. I I like uh I don't know, they seem a little more um forward thinking than than the people at Campbell's. They almost seem like a little snooty. Well, I mean, you pay for, you get what you pay for, right? I guess so. I guess that's what it is. Maybe that's the energy they're giving off is like, hey, you paid a little bit more for this. We're going to make you feel like you're better than everybody. Right. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, you get what you pay for. And it's why no one's going to see Bobby Blotzer's rat. (laughs) Wait, Bobby Blotzer's rat? Yeah. Is that actually, is that a thing? Bobby Blotzer, the drummer from Rat, is is touring? Yeah. Yeah, he's tanking. It's it's sick. Sad. Very sad. <laughs> I mean, is he the only original Rat member in it? It's just him. It's just him. It's So it's just him and a bunch of hired hands? No, it's just drums. Wait, hold on. It's just Bobby Blotzer. So you go to see Bobby Blotzer's rat, you'd assume you'd be like, eh, maybe he's the only member left, but he'll get some guys that sound like the other guys. But you get there, and it's just him. Yes. Yeah. And so it's it's just a a set of drums, and my understanding is (laughs) – He's, yeah. you know, he's got such a chip on his shoulder that mm-hmm. that he's. It's basically he's just playing jazz. He wants to show people that he he can play jazz, and he he kind of can't. So, so it's just like a jazz drum solo. So what you're saying, you go to the show. Yes, the lights go up on stage on a drum set. Yes. Bobby Blotzer walks out and just starts doing. Yes jazz beats yes but like dropping his sticks getting them stuck on under the hi-hat it's mm. kind of i saw some video it was rough. <laughs> so so he's not exactly the most fluid uh drummer not at that i'm sure if it was you know if it was you know just you know kind of rat and roll it'd be great because he kind of invented that oh yeah no he was he really nobody. It's one of the most uh, untouchable things is that on round and round when he goes boom, 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 It's hot. It's a hot lick. Yeah, but it's not. Or does he even? Would he even do that lick at this show? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I would think he, he would want people to know that that's, you know, that that's his calling card. Sure. So in, and that it, it transcends mm-hmm. genres. So in between the jazz, he eventually throws in a rat, a drum fill. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, that does not sound great. Um, no, no. No, wait, you... No, no. Your name was Jack? Yes. What was, what was your last name again? My last name is Beanstalk. Uh, uh, I'll spell it for you. It's uh, B-I-E-N-S-T-O-C-K. Mm-hmm. And my um, my middle initials, basically my, my parents, in uh, in order to honor my, my uncle, whose name was Nestor, uh, that's the N of my middle name. And mm-hmm. then Daryl was my grandfather and that's the D. So it's Jack N D B and stock. Okay. Jack N D Beanstalk. Okay. Well, uh, well, Beanstalk. Yeah. Be- Beanstalk. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's a, what's, that's a pretty cool, cool, cool thing. Oh, thank you. What's uh? What's, I can tell there's yeah. Oh, wait, you, can t- you can tell what? No, I want to hear what you can tell. No, I, I like. Why are you asking about it? It just it just struck my ear, and then I went back to it because I was so we were so into the rat conversation that it sounded like it. I I didn't want to forget it though. What What does it sound? Why do you wait? Oh, hold on a second. I... You don't know you. Jack ND ND Beanstalk? Yeah. What's what is it? Yeah. I don't think hold, I know hold on a second. Jack, Jack, Jack. You're telling me yeah. you don't know what your name sounds like? Oh, I I mean I know it's weird that there's two initials in it, but Jack, no, hold on. Have you ever heard of the children's story? Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> what do you think it is? Jack and the Beanstalk. That's not, that's not what it is. It's it's Jack and the Beans Dog. Wait, what? What is it? It's Jack and the Beans Dog. I don't know what that means. It's je- it's a beanstalk, which is the the plant growing upward. A beanstalk. What? No, no, no. It's not. It, it, no, I, the bean. Be- no, bean is a small is, is the small wizard that helped Jack kill the the giant with the machete. So Bean is the name of a wizard. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll bet you. I'll I'll bet you. Oh, I'll bet I'll bet you on this one. Okay, I'll I'll bet you four hundred dollars. Okay, yeah, we, could we could go higher. We could go higher. I'll right, go higher on this four, one. Uh, let's do five hundred. If that's where you want to stop, you let me know. That's it. Yeah. That's okay, five hundred bucks. I don't want to break your bank. I want to break your bank. All right, let me look this up right now. Googling. Check. Oh, 
I didn't say fudge, right? Yeah, uh, no, I get it. You just found the answer? I did, but what's worse, something does come up for Jack and the Beans dog, and it's not something anyone wants to see. So, but you, but the way you understood it, just before we move on, Bean was the yeah. name of the magician, the wizard, and this is yeah. you thought yeah. that the story was Jack, the kid, yes, and the right. wizard's dog. Yes. And how does the dog play into any of this? I thought that the dog was the one who kind of distracted the giant. And when the giant was distracted, that's when Jack ended up stabbing the giant with the machete. Huh? I really, I don't know where I heard that. I, yeah. Or I read it somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty weird one. It is. It is weird. Um, you know what's also weird? What's that? I think I I think I misread the topic for tonight. Okay, well, the topic is um, after you'd kill Hitler, what would you do with your time machine? Oh, all right. I I was a little bit off. Sure. Well, what did you think it was? I thought it was. Everything about the Rolling Stones is exactly the same, except they've got handlebar mustaches, and they dress in old-fashioned one-piece bathing costumes for their entire career up until now. Are they still the greatest rock and roll band in the world? So they're wearing one-piece striped bathing suits? Yes. All of them? All of them. The entire career. Same music, same everything, mm -hmm. except that. So let's think this through. The cover of, the cover of like, uh, between the buttons, they would be in this moody shot. Yeah, except in that they, park. in that park, they all have handlebar mustaches yeah. though, and they're in bathing suits, old-fashioned one-piece ones. Yeah. Yeah. The cover of their Satanic Weird, Majesty, right? like cover of Satanic Majesty's, uh, they're sitting there looking all all uh, hippy dippy, but in bathing suits, right. one piece bathing yes. suits. Yeah, yeah. When you watch, I let me just one more. I just want to think through. Yes. Watching yeah, yeah. the mo watching Gimme Shelter. Right. He'd be on stage going. PayPal, PayPal, in a one-piece striped swimming costume. In December, yes. <laughs> in December, with a handlebar mustache. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a lot to to forgive, but I I think the music would be great. But like I I think I'm I'm feeling from you, it, it would be hard to get past seeing Mick Jagger and Keith Edwards looking like Charlie Chaplin at the beach, right? Wait, who who did you say? Mick Jagger. And, and, of course, and Mick Keith Jagger. Mick, well, Keith Edwards is not a member of the Rolling Stones. 
What? <laughs> you, you're on the radio? Uh, well, yeah, we do this show. Okay, well, looks like someone's going to get taken to rock school right about now. Um, do you want to, I don't know, perhaps place a wager on this? Oh, I'll do another way. I mean, you owe me $500 now, right? Well, no. All right, let's, how about, how about double or nothing on this? Sure. Okay, all right. And you're going to pay me $1,000 on this. If no, you, you're going to pay me. Get ready to okay. write that check. If you realize that mm-hmm. the Rolling Stones do not have a guy named Keith Edwards in the band. Members Google. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Keith Richards. Right. Oh, Keith Richards. Yeah. Yeah. God, I was certain I was right. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Tom, I'm going to be honest. Um, th- that's almost as bad as my last dumb wager. I'm not counting the one I just did five minutes ago with you. <laughs> okay. You want to hear about it? Yeah, I def, I'm only imagining what it is. That's why I'm laughing. Yes, please. All right. Well, well, somehow I got it. I got it in my head that Motown founder Barry Gordy was either Halle Berry's father or uncle, and I lost big. Hold on. You thought that Halle Halle Berry, the actor, yeah, the actress, right? Yes, has been. Famous for a very long time. You thought yep. that her uncle or father was who now? Barry Gordy, the, f- the founder of Motown Records. Sure, sure. No, I understand that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm a little, I'm a little confused as to why you would think the, um, why you would think. Halle Berry's last name is Berry. Berry Gordy's first name is Berry. His last name is Gordy. I'm confused as to why you would not know the difference between a first name and a last name. If I get something in my head, it's cemented there, and I'm off to the races, and I double down. So, um. That's how it that's goes the name for you. Of that tune. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I lost big. So that's something I'm contending with. Um, and, but can we talk about something fun? Sure, we can. But just tell me what losing big looks like. Oh, don't make me say it. Thirty large. Thirty thousand dollars. You made a bet like that. Yeah, Jack. What are you doing? I don't know. I know. Jack, what, I what's going know. on over there? It's a wild, it's a wild time. Wild time. It sure sounds like it. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, speaking, speaking of, of which. Yeah. What about these four Beatles biopics that are coming out? I am so fascinated by that. Yeah. What, um, tell me. 
What 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 is your what do you make of it? Because they announced that Sam Mendes, who did uh, American Beauty and did uh, a bunch of other movies, what uh, Road to Perdition, these right. That Sam Mendes is going to make four Beatles movies at the at the same time that come that one for each Beatle, right? Four different films. Yeah, I or don't... actually, that's not. That's not what I'm hearing. Okay, what are you hearing? I'm hearing John gets his own, Paul gets his own, and George and Ringo's are going to be folded together. So, so they're gonna they're gonna they're they're not going to get their own movies. Now, isn't that insulting? It's a little insulting. I'd be a little insulted if I was Ringo. Yeah. Um, I just wonder who Pete Davidson's going to play. Who would wait? Pete Davidson. Oh yeah, he's a, he he's, he's going to be involved. Shouldn't he be playing one of them? Yeah, well, let's think this through. That's a good. Right. He'd be. A, could he do Paul? I think he'd be Paul. Yeah. I, I, I wrote a song yesterday, like that, like. <laughs> right. Yes. Hey guys, uh, I wrote a I'm song. It's, uh, I'm calling it Scrambled Eggs, but it's going to be called Yesterday. I like this. I think this is going to. I hope who's ever making it is listening right now because this is a great idea. Pete, well, if Sam Mendes is listening, the the consensus here seems that Pete Davidson should play Paul McCartney. I think. I, th- I think. Hey, um, you know who else is getting the individual band member treatment? Who's that? Madness. You heard about this? I did. Hi, the the band Madness. The the ska. Yeah. yeah. I, what would you call them? A ska pop band? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. They started off more more straight up ska, but then became much poppier. That's right. Yeah. Their keyboardist was had a knack for pop songs. So that's that's they just kind of made made it happen and and someone's going to be making seven individual biopics happen. Isn't that crazy? So they're going to make seven seven different madness movies. Yeah, yeah, one for each of them. One for Suggs, Barso, Woody, Betters, Chaz Smash, Kicks, and Chrissy Boy. Theatrical releases. All theatrical. So yeah. somebody's going to not even go on, on streaming. Really? So wow. So somebody's just going to go and say two for the Chrissy Boy movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're sorry, sir. That is sold out. <laughs> that showing is sold out. As are the next two. The next what? Come on, you can't do you can't you can't do any. I'll sit in the first row in the corner. <laughs> what if they were all huge? Like they were all hits in the U.S. 
in the in the U.S. somehow, like some weird Freaky Friday thing happens. Yeah, and America goes goes madness mad. Yeah, each madness movie makes two hundred million dollars, which means they make one point four billion dollars. Yeah, they all host SNL at once. <laughs> Musical guest. No. And your host, Madness. Cuz <laughs> yes. it it used I love this. It used to be where you when you would do SNL you would go mm, musical guest like but now you have to do um right. Daryl Hammond so you go musical guest. 21 like that, yes. And your host, <laughs> Madness. <laughs> We've got a great show. Do they all talk hey. in in sync at this? Do they all just read their <laughs> lines? Yeah, or just they all? Yeah, and, and they're so cammed in that that we can't understand a word they're saying. Mm-hmm. We've got a great show for you tonight. Noel Gallagher's <laughs> Flying Birds are here. You're right. <laughs> got to get Noel on this show. Got to get Noel on this. <laughs> got to get Noel and, and his mob on this tonight. And they want him in a sketch oh also. Like Noel Gallagher would be in oh, a yeah. sketch. You imagine. Imagine him walking out. What if he was incredible? What, what if he was incredible? Oh, could you imagine if he was so funny <laughs> and he's cracking everyone else? Like everyone else is breaking but him. Right. Yeah. Total pro. Yeah, total pro. That would be amazing. Hey, um, speaking of SNL, did you see um, Shane Gillis the other night? I saw some of that one. Yeah, I saw some of it. Yeah, I I don't know a ton about him. I I watched the monologue and a couple of funny things, but I, you know, I totally get what people are bugged about. Uh, um, You know, I I used to do stand up. Jack, you did stand up? I did, yeah, yeah. My material was pretty bawdy, I gotta say. Okay, I, I look stand up. That's the beauty of stand up. Everyone can have a different, a different approach and a different aesthetic. Right, right. Yours was a little, a little more bawdy, as you described it. Yeah, could I do a joke? Oh yeah, no, I, I would love to hear a joke. All right. Word of warning. There's one there's one tiny part that you might just have to pod me down for like a split second. You'll know it when it happens. OK, but it's, it's nothing crazy. I, I promise. OK. All right. Um, all right. So it's. Uh, oh, so um, I, I had to go to my bank the other day because there was some unusual activity discovered on, on my bank card. Um, so I, I go back into the head banker's office and her name's Kathy, really nice lady. And you know, one thing led to another and which gives a whole new meaning to the phrase liquid assets. Yeah. I, I had to, I had to cut all of that. How much of it? I think you were starting to you were starting to describe 
what you were doing. Did you say like one thing led to another, and then I had to cut it more or less from that, and then I then the next thing I heard was that's why it's called liquid assets. You missed all the good stuff. Oh man, you're Squaresville, Daddyo. Well, I'm sorry. It was pretty offensive. Oh my god. Well, no. Um. Hey, speaking of uh, offensive. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie or heard about the the Jerry Lewis film called The Day the Clown Cried? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, it's supposed to be just nuts, right? Like totally, like a, inappropriate, right? Is that right? I think it's it. People have said it's just tone deaf. Like the few people who have seen okay. it said it's like. He's in uh, basically Jerry Lewis is in a concentration camp during World War II in the movie. Right. And he's a clown that entertains the other prisoners at the camp and like lures children into the gas chambers. It sounds <gasps> horrifying. Oh, that's awful. But but they said Yeah. he wears like very he wears like brand new shoes in the movie for example. Like oh. Like Jerry Lewis can't not be a rich guy. Right. I got it. Like he's just, sometimes these comedians get to a point where they don't even want to play a person that's not rich anymore. Like they, like they think it's going to, people are going to think they're not rich. I don't know what that is. (laughs) It's funny. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, God forbid people get the wrong impression. Yeah, and think Jerry An Lewis might not have money because he's wearing ac- no. <laughs> ac- he's wearing accurate shoes in a movie. Right. Hey, can you confirm that he invented Video Village? Is that correct? Uh, that's that's what I've heard. Yes, yeah, that he came up with the idea of a video system to do playback on set. Wow. Oh my God. Well. That's amazing. Um, but um, I, I bring that film up because I heard the other day about a similar movie that's even more crazy. What What is it? Tom, have you heard about the Sha Na Na Vietnam movie? Wait, hold on. I have this is this is your wait. Sha Na Na, the the 70s retro 50s greaser group. Yes, the very same. They had a semi-hit hit show in the, I guess, in the late seventies, early eighties, maybe. They That's did. Like they, a, they had a variety, variety show, show, yeah. And our, the only thing I remember yeah. from that variety show is when the Ramones were on. But that's we'll talk. That might be the whole other discussion for another time. Sean and I were huge as doing like fifties yeah. in the seventies. There was so much nostalgia for the fifties in the nineteen seventies. And this band Shanana came along and they would do let's go to the hop blah, 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 let's go like they would do those songs but with a slightly contemporary attitude between songs like they would yeah yeah but it was it was popular it was like one of those things you could never predict but for some reason that hit it hit it all they that was a hit right they were they were definitely in America's consciousness consciousness at that point Mm-hmm. Um, so somewhere in the late seventies, they made a movie called dip, the dip, the dip platoon from Queens. Wait, what, what is it called? 
dip the dip the dip you know that song I, I is it get a job dip the dip the dip you know that that's like get a job yeah 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 going to the house yeah okay sorry i want to sing the whole song yeah sorry jack so so um that's the movie and um jake Jake Fuglenest, do you know of him? Oh, I, I know him, yeah. He wrote an article um, in that zine, Ugly Things, about 15 years ago, about the movie. But as far as I know, despite it being completed, it didn't even make it into the theaters. And in his article, Jake described the film as being the deer hunter meets Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein on acid. That sounds. That sounds. Uh, look, I. That sounds very intriguing. Yeah, I should also say that it was at the tail end of on acid being a cool thing to say. Still, so no disrespect to him at this point. Sure, sure. No, that that's when it was. That was when it was a a, uh, a viable uh, descriptor. Exactly. Right. Uh, yeah. I I didn't so, know Jake wrote for ugly things, but this is you're 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 blowing my oh, mind yeah. left and right, Jack. Oh yeah, he did a whole thing on on the the, the drummers of the Misfits. It was it was very extensive research. That's wild. Yeah, he had like five thousand words uh, alone on just um, Doctor Chud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this film, it's about a bunch of hoodlums from Queens getting sentenced to either jail or the army at the height of Vietnam War. And they pick the army and they're immediately shipped to the Vietnamese jungle. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. Yeah. And by all accounts, it was a disaster from the start that they had to shoot the entire thing on Warner's back lot, so it looked really cheap, and every it, it looked like an episode of the Brady Bunch with astroturf and plastic trees. Mm-hmm. Mike Lookinland is even in it, apparently. My, Mike Lookinland from the Brady Bunch is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. Did they, any idea and, who uh, he, what type of character he played, or? Um, I think he played, uh, gosh, so how old would he have been by that? He would have probably been in his early twenties maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. At this point. So, mm-hmm. so I, I think he was like the, you know, the, the platoon member who, who, you know, is just itching to shoot the enemy and then ends up getting killed heinously himself. Right. Mm-hmm, sure. You know? Yeah. So, but this film was crazy and they even brought John Milius. To punch the script up. Wow. Isn't that crazy. John Milius, the guy who wrote Apocalypse Now. Yeah. And a very macho, directed Conan the Barbarian, like one of the most yeah. macho guys ever. You know, he, he wrote most of, of that speech that Bob Shaw gives in Jaws, right? Oh, yeah, he did. He wrote most. Wait, Bob Shaw? I, I didn't know you were so comfortable with. Um, the guy from Jaws. Oh, well, you know, I've kind of been in the industry. I've been uh, a gopher here and there. Okay. No, that's fair. So Bob Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that that scene it's so heavy, and it, it's right around in the film where Ricky Dreyfus says that iconic line about the boat needing to be way bigger. See, remember that one? The wait, what? The famous line from Jaws that Richard Dre? No, you said Ricky Dreyfus. That's what. Yeah, that's what. That's what insiders call him. Yeah. Okay, so Bob Shaw and Ricky Dreyfus are on the boat, and he says, "Right, right." And he says, "What is the line? This boat needs to be. This this boat. This, come on, this boat needs to be way bigger." See? He does like a flicks a cigar at you. <laughs> like so, he's doing like a Jimmy, uh, like a Edward G. Robinson thing. Exactly. Yeah, like a frog, sir. Well, that's that's wild. Yeah. That I, I first of all, but it, man, it, that, that yeah. Go ahead. That that speech is is haunting, though, isn't it? You know, the remember it. He's talking about the SS Indianapolis and the sharks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, and, and he goes, um, and he goes, you know, the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. Pretty scary, right? I'm pretty good at it. That was pretty good. Oh, I thought you'd be. I thought you'd maybe say it was pretty great. I well, look, okay, yeah, it was great. All right, okay, well, thanks. Well, you know, truth be told, um, the Shanana film was a flagrant money grab for Milius, and he he basically took the Jaws shark speech and just changed it from a shark to a gorilla. A gor- How did that go? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, it was ter- it, it, apparently it was it was awful. But uh, uh, you know what? It wasn't as awful as Tom. What's that, Jack? The Prague album that Sha Na Na made in 1978. Sha Na Na made a Prague album. Isn't that crazy? That's Bill a... Bruford produced it. <laughs> That's the drummer from Yes and King Crimson. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the The album was called In the Court of the Black Leather Jacket and Pomade Can. Not too lazy, right? <laughs> well, it sounds like, not, yeah, that's a little, it just sounds like they were just like, what What do you, What are these prog albums called? And then there was the <laughs> first title like? they heard, <laughs> and they just were like, well, yeah. what if we twist it this way? Yeah, that's good. We're good. What we're do done. We do? We're done. In the no. court of the leather uh, jacket and pomade. Can. Can. <laughs> yes. Okay. Can. So stupid. So in bad. The court of the, so bad. But, uh, in the court of the leather jacket and pomade can. Yes. Yeah. The story goes that Bowser and the boys were really stung when writers would would write that they didn't play on on their own album. So okay. they wanted to really sh- you know, they wanted to show the critics how they could do it, but they took it way too far. So they they made this concept album about this really square archaeologist who gets hit by lightning on a dig at a Viking burial ground in Spain and he gets transported to this fantastic land which looked kind of like a Roger Dean painting. And I say kind of because they couldn't afford Roger Dean. So his nephew, Timmy, 
painted it. Timmy Dean. Timmy Dean, the guy who did all those those elaborate yes covers. They couldn't get yes. him. They couldn't get him. He was too expensive. So they got his nephew. Yes. And, and, and Tom, Timmy was 10 years old. <laughs> okay. How? So, yeah. What's that cover look well, like? So basically stick figures. Um, and, you know, like it, it looks like stick figures on a lily pad and there's like some sort of creature. But to make the creature look more real, Timmy put some of his own dog's hair on it and glued it on. So they were like space wildebeest, but they looked kind of 3D because of the fur. But it it, it barely came out. Apparently like a, like a few copies came out. And as far as I know, it's the only flexi album ever released by a major label. That, that's all they pay for. They paid for a flexi like like a flexi disc is this this very thin plastic sheet that they could put in a magazine, for like you, example. Yeah, that's like a very for free so for, you, free, for like a very low fidelity yeah. forty five RPM single or like seven inch single. I did not know yeah. about flexi LPs, like a full flexi. I didn't either. It, it seems like because it's square, like there'd be so much overhang that mm-hmm. like the points of the square would get caught on something, right? You would certainly think, yeah. yeah it's so just, bizarre. It, it seems I don't, unplayable. Yeah, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't like it. Um, so, but you know, that's, that's a whole thing. And, um, um, Hey, um, it looks like Trump's finally going down, right? I I don't I I I I you know it's looking bad. It's not looking it's not looking good. Yeah, it's like yeah, he, all he has is the same people before. He's not fine. Like no one new is coming on board for him. No, 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 no. It's it's just terrible. I'm I'm actually starting to feel a tiny sorry for him i mean it's like you know people people are saying he's he's dumb fat ignorant he's senile he's an abuser who's also a traitor but you know he's really not that fat okay i he's yeah he's he's just um He just, he's just, he, I, I, the thing I can't believe with Trump is that he's so old and he's acting like he's, that there's only one old guy in the race. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he didn't even get his his wife's name right the other night. He called her Mercedes. He called her Mercedes. He did, yeah. Who, who, who's the wife of of somebody else who was on stage at that moment? Yeah, he's falling apart. I don't get it. He's, he is. He's he falling is. apart. Um, he just. It he just is. seems like. It. He just seems like one of those guys. It's just like. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. He's, he's like. Uh, I can't. I don't know how you could be that old and that angry. 
I know. Like, how does that? I'm getting there. How do, you're getting there? Okay. How does that sustain yeah, yeah. though? How do you like get out of bed in the morning that mad when you realize? Well, if he's like, right, you realize like if he's you're, like me, he trips he, and and okay. falls. That and that's that's the start of my day, and that's why I'm mad. So you trip when you get out of bed. Much every day. What are you tripping on? It's all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know. Like if I if I ate in bed that night, like a big bowl or something, you know. Okay. So you trip on the bowl yeah. that you ate when you were in bed the night before. Yeah, it was just spaghetti, Tom. I didn't. I didn't. Doesn't matter what was in the bowl. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, hey, um, this is really funny. I, I found some lyrics I wrote when I was 12. Yeah. The other day I was cleaning out some stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, I had such aspirations. So you, you fancied yourself to be a songwriter? Oh, yeah. I mean, beyond. I, I, I wanted to have a band that was a cross between Journey, The Cramps, and Kraftwerk. Journey, the cramps, and craft work. Yeah, I wanted to cover a lot of ground. Okay. Sounds but, pretty ambitious. But you know, honestly, Tom, I, it is. I, but more than anything, I wanted to be rich and lord power over, over everyone more than actually have I mean, like a successful, satisfying career as a musician. Oh, my God, Tom. Well, no, that sounds I, like you had your priorities straight. Well, you know, I it, look. I I got kind of razzed a lot at school, and the revenge fantasies I made up during classes. Oh my god! Okay. Oh. Well, let's right, hear here, about it. Here's them. one. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the middle of some dumb math lecture from that pan faucet, Mister Zonka, and there's a knock on the door. Okay. Hmm. So that Wadsworth Zonka goes over and he opens the door. Right. Hmm. Tom, standing in the doorway is Neil Sean from Journey, Lux and Ivy from The Cramps, and Florian from Kraftwerk. Okay. All right? Yeah. It's like a typical kid's fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, so that Dick Nibble Zonka goes, can I help you? Real condescending, right? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so real con- that is kind of, yeah. It is, yeah. So Neil Sean gets right up in his face and goes, uh, I doubt it. And right then, Ivy does this super flirty look, and she gives a, a come-hither look to that crotch cruiser Zonka, right? So Mr. Zonka walks over to her, and she kicks him in the stomach, and then Florian does, I don't know, something German that makes Mr. Zonka catch on fire. Pretty cool, right? I mean, that sounds, <laughs> yeah, I think you're, uh, I'll, okay, sure. I, I, I mean, I have questions about something German There's that more. makes people catch on fire, but let's just, I want to hear more. Well, who knows what, who, who knows what it is. Anyway, they take me to their helicopter and, and we have the best time that night flying all over town, buzzing the home, the homes of my bullies and stuff. And, but then we get too close to some power lines and the copter crashes into the community pool and we all drown. That's 
Wow. <laughs> Crazy, right? That is, that's pretty nuts, Jack. Yeah. You know, Tom, my father didn't leave me with much, but he did give me the best advice I've ever gotten. And what is that? Son, even fantasies come with a steep price, son. And he said son twice when he told you that? He did, yeah. Like, he, he would he would call me son twice to really stress something, you know, like the importance of it. Really bring the point home, yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah. Um, so anyway, this the song I found, it's called I'm Gonna Love You Like No One Has Ever Loved You. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I remember the melody. Okay. Uh, for the first verse, or, or, or it was the chorus. I don't know what it was, but it was like... Uh, <clears throat> First, I'm going to mesmerize you. Then I'm going to hypnotize you into giving me your bank card and your pen. <laughs> That's and how old were you? Twelve. Twelve. So you're like writing a song from the point of view of just like a a gentleman bandit. It sounds like. Well, well, Tom, I was a very un- unusual kid. Um, for instance, I used to eat butter right out of a tub. That's, a, I mean, that's a little. That's a little. It's not that crazy, but yeah. Well, um, there was this other song, um, and, and I wrote it when I was getting really into first wave ska, like the specials and the English beat, mm-hmm. right? It's um. It's another fantasy song, uh, but it, it's about a um, a peeping Tom who's also addicted to ska. A peeping Tom who's addicted to ska. Yeah. You know how, how Madness had that instrumental that, that also had some singing in it called One Step Beyond, remember? Sure, yeah. Well, it was kind of like that. Um, and it, it was really fast. It, it went something like that. Uh, I'm a peeping, peeping and a skanking, skanking and a peeping, right here on your ledge. Kind of creepy, but <laughs> danceable, right? It's <laughs> I'm just. There was pin- this kid in school who, who I, there was a kid in school who I thought would be perfect to sing it. His name was Brandon, but he he wasn't into it. <laughs> Peeping and skanking. Peeping and a skanking. Skanking and a peeping. <laughs> it's just. You're feeling it, right? I, I get it. I'm just questioning the idea that if you're if you're peeping, you'd probably need to stand pretty still to not make any noise. But if you're skanking, you're swinging your arms and legs everywhere. You're probably going to make some noise. True, yeah, and there's probably bushes too, so you'd be you'd be rustling some bushes. You'd be rustling. Was, the I didn't bushes, think about that. Kicking the side of the house, doing right, whatever right. it is, yeah, while you're skanking. Right, and what happens if, like, in the course of my skanking and peeping, my pork pie hat go flies off my head and gets stuck in a tree? Well, well, that's a whole other thing, yeah. Oh boy! Oh my God! Well, luckily, it never. Never um, saw the light of, oh, no. Wait, what? Oh, no. What? What? What is it, Jack? Tom, I, 
I left out a crucial piece of my gambling story. Yeah. The person I, I, I placed that Halle Berry bet with. Yeah. It was Giuseppe Colonelino. Oh, that's oh, bad no. news. That's oh, bad news. man. It's real bad. Tom Giuseppe Colonelino, he's here with his henchmen. No. Yeah, that's this is not good. They're all they're all here on my lawn. Giuseppe, Lil Vincenzo, Sammy the Swine, Tony Two Nibbles, Big Joey Porkface, Angelo the Cheese Man, and, and this guy they just call it. It. Yeah, I'd I'm be... using guy liberally. He's he's more like a walk-in freezer. Oh well. You got to watch out there, Jack. This sounds bad. Oh, man. It's, it's awful. Tom, you know how sometimes in films, the the um, the antagonist will, in order to, to evoke the, the uh, like, impending violence, he'll have one hand open and then the other hand is some blunt object and he kind of gets the hand. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, in, I do. In his hand. Oh, Giuseppe's doing that right now on my lawn. Ooh, boy. Yeah. You know what he's beating into his hand? What's that? The biggest piece of shellac chicken parm I've ever seen. That's, oh, no. Yeah, that's rough. That's oh, man, I got to go take my licks. <laughs> You're going to go take your licks? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, okay. I, I, that's All admirable. Right. All right, I'll call you next week if my haunches will allow me. Okay. Be safe, right. buddy. Be safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, poor guy. What um let's we have a set from being dead. Should we should we do that now? Yeah, we just need like one minute to get that ready. We need one minute. I'll talk for a minute and then we'll we'll do then we'll play this amazing set from Being Dead, who came by the Best Show Theater, as we're calling it now. It used to be called the Forever Dog Best Show Theater. It's just called Best Show Theater now. The, they struck the the Forever Dog part of it. Um, no, it's called the Forever Dog Best Show Theater. Um, or it's the Best Show Theater brought to you by Forever Dog. Um, Being Dead came by, played it a killer set. I can't wait for you to see it. They're a band from Austin. They're amazing. Uh, let's think what else I want to just get you up to speed once again. We're going to take calls, uh, very after this set, we're going to take calls. So call in to talk about the topic after you kill Hitler. What would you want to do with your time machine? 201-989-0012. You guys give me the high sign when you're ready. And then we will check out this amazing set. From being dead. Oh, we're good to go. Without further ado, 
being dead. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Another beautiful Tuesday. Perfect day for a perfect Tuesday for music. Yes.
This one might get, might be a little heady. Yeah. This isn't edited, this is real. No, 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 that's what, yeah, that's what I meant, magic. One, two, three. All right. This, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of surprised, too. It's always a lottery. You never know which one you're going to end up on. But you... You stayed there. You just stay right there. Okay, we're going to play another song.
Let's bring it down. Let's get emo. Oh, we're being dead, by the way. Uh, we got Zeke on the bass. Cody is now on the guitar. And, and I'm Falcon. Oops, hold on. Okay. We like to create a little drama before we play the song.
And then we do one clap, and we're just gone. Okay. <laughs> we go bye bye, and then clap, and then disappear. Okay. Wait, are we out of time? Are we done? Uh, well, what do y'all think? Should we do one more? What's that? You want to, you want to hear Tree Land? Okay, we'll play that one. We can do that. Alrighty. We'll play one more song. For all the rascals out there. Okay. Like son, like father, like son. <clears throat> that pedal. Okay. We'll play it. I'm going to have, have one, one ear a little bit off. off. Okay. He's going rogue.
Should we do the clap? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's just here. One, two, three. Right? I'm telling you. Was I joking when I said it was the best? Being Dead, this is the album, the most recent one. When Horses Would Run, it is amazing. You buy it, you tell them the best show sent you, and you remember this. The good stuff happens on the best show. That ain't happening nowhere else. That's what we do here. We do whatever we want, and we're always right. That's how we do it on The Best Show. Look at some of these other shows. Oh, my God. They're so bad, right? Some of these other shows are so bad. But we're so good. It's weird. We're as good as they are bad. Think about that. Think about, really think about that. As bad as they are, we're good. 201-989-0012. And the thing is, it's the best show. Are we going to do it forever? No, we're not. I'm already starting to figure out the, we're going to bring this plane in for a landing sooner than later. Vaping in the boys room. Boom, 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 boom. Teacher, don't you feel me? Up with your rules. Cause everybody knows that vaping ain't allowed in school. I got good at vaping and it's disgusting. I haven't vaped since the live show. Don't think I'm hooked on this stuff. Where are my sports beans? Zoe, can you bring me some sports beans, please? Extreme, if possible. Preferably extreme, but I'll accept the normal sports beans. Ooh, let's see who's on the phones tonight. 201-989-0012. You remember what I said about phone calls? Look at this. Extreme sports beans for quick energy. Extreme. Oh, they're different flavors. That's all it is. I think they're all extreme. It's just like when you say something's extra strength and there's no like normal strength version of it. It's all just extra. Um. Yeah, man. 201-989-0012. Call up with after you kill Hitler. What do you do with your time machine? Hello, best show. Hello, who's this? Calling from Philly. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you now. Yeah, who you said you said from Philly. I couldn't catch your first name. 
Jeffrey. Jeffrey, thanks for calling, Jeffrey. What's going on tonight in Philly? Uh, I'm pulling an all-nighter a little. I'm, I'm writing I'm writing a little something, and I'm, I'm listening to the best show through, through my phone. What are you writing? Story. A story. For a few months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it a make-em-up story, or is it a real-life story? Uh, it's short fiction. That's what I, that I'm trying to do. Okay. With my life. I love it. I love it. I love that you found your thing. Have you been published anywhere? Contest, and I, I published one, uh, one music review, one album review on okay. a website that has since been demolished. But, but I'm trying to publish my my short stories. Thank you for asking. Well, Jeffrey, I think this is very exciting, and I'm excited that you found the thing that speaks to you in this life, because that's the hardest thing to find, my friend. Thank you very much. So do you have something for the topic? I did did want to, if you don't mind, uh, just share a brief brief anecdote about a a chance rendezvous with another Best Show listener. A chance rendezvous, you say? Tell me more. Tell me more. At the weekend of this New Year's, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was an awful weekend. To tell you the truth, my lady and I were in North Jersey, uh, just uh, at the end, attending to this this thing that we were dealing with, and and we were leaving that Sunday, and we were just tired and bummed out, and we're driving down the Parkway. And my lady sees uh, a car with a WFMU bumper sticker. And we're like, ah, oh, cool. How, how about that? Yeah. And then she says, wait, a Best Show bumper sticker, too. Ooh. We're like, oh, how about it? And this guy, we're in like the, we're in the lane all the way to the right. This guy's four lanes west of us. And I gunned it over there. You've seen the French Connection? I have. You pulled the French connection. You pulled the French connection on this dude. Connection. Yeah, and uh, I'm cru- I, I was going faster than I ever had in that car before because in the back seat of the car and my luggage was the Best Show T-shirt, which I am incidentally wearing right now that I got in the mail not too long ago. You're wearing a Best Show T-shirt, and you saw the Best Show T-shirt. Wait, explain this now. Who had the T-shirt? Joe Bumper sticker. My lady saw it. Yeah. The T-shirt's in the back seat. I'm gunning up on this guy. And you're going to flash a T-shirt Angie, at this my, dude. My love. She she waved it at him like a flag. He looked panicked at first because I was pursuing him. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, he looked he looked just delighted, and he gave like a you know he raised a, a fist in solidarity. I love it. And then we saluted each other and, and parted ways and. I'm sure that guy's listening, and, and that was a really nice – it was a cherry on top of a crap Sunday of a weekend, well, and, the, and that was a, a nice moment, and I want to thank him for that. That's nice. Look, I'll say this. Maybe we just throw that crap Sunday out and make a nice new Sunday rather than put a good cherry on top of a crap Sunday. Good advice, and that's what we're trying to do. Thank we, you very much. We Tom. put We scoop out the ice cream. Put it in the wa- wash it out. Maybe even put it in the washing machine. 
then take it out, let it dry. Then we put some new ice cream in it and some whipped cream. Then we put that cherry on top. I concur. So do you have anything for tonight's topic, Jeffrey? Or did you just want to share that uh, story? Only a, a, I wanted to share that I, a selfish thing I guess I would like to do because I've, I've had trouble uh, getting published is just uh, time travel to an era where this is a more viable uh, medium. Yes, thank you, Jeffrey. Where somewhere they would say like, "Well, we're going to pay forty cents a word for your story," rather than forty cents. Fat advance. Yeah, it's so amazing. They would say like, "Oh, certain authors are getting paid like blank, uh, like blank amount per word for a thing," and then it's like now you have people are begging for for writing jobs, and they're getting fired left and right. And they're getting, they weren't even getting paid well to begin with. Honor to be published for free, they try to tell you. It's experience. You're getting experience. Exposure. Exposure. You know what I say about exposure? Why? Jump in a lake. I don't need your exposure. What am I, Robert Fripp's solo album? <laughs> it's the only exposure I want. I didn't know he had a solo record. He did. He put out it in the seventy-eight. It? It's a good record. Should I dig it while I write right now? Jeffrey, I think you might dig it. Look for the version that has Daryl Hall I, singing on it more because they made him replace the vocals at one point. Good. All right, buddy. You have a grand evening. Keep writing. Have Sam Lipside on. You should you should get him on the show. Okay. See you, Tom. I'll, you want me to get Sam? I'll get Sam Lipside on in a second. His last book was amazing. Did you read his last book? I loved it. I loved it. Uh, he's one of my favorites. He is great. The Ask is an all-timer, and the new book is great, too. I, that's probably... That's probably my my go to the ass. But the new one was new one ruled the very best show, and you should uh, you should have him on. He does, I've heard him on other podcasts. He'd, I'm sure he'd be into it. We'll get him on. We'll get him on. I would love it. Have a great night. Great Tom. idea, Jeffrey. Killer call. You keep writing, buddy. Hello, best show. Hey, is this me? It is you. Oh, Tom. It's great to get these times together. This is Will. Well, I'm from Boston, but I'm not in Boston right now. Now, Will, I just want to say something. Go ahead. Do I know you? So that's a complicated answer. Mm, we'll uh, see how complicated it actually is. Well, okay. You give me give me a few here, right? Okay. Like I've called in before. Okay. I've can no longer say long time first time. Mm-hmm. But I sent you a in my estimation kind of a heartfelt email to your uh, Yahoo 
um, address mm-hmm. back in the pandemic times. Okay. And you wrote back. I uh, did. And you did. And I was like, good like guy. totally floored. Well, good guy. Uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> were you going to qualify you... that? I'm like, I'm well, a good guy. No, You're like, I'm, well, um, uh, no, I was going to question. Are you saying I'm a good guy for saying I wrote that I appreciated what you were doing? Or are you saying, what do you, you think? What do you think I, I mean, was I, doing? Well, you've heard the show before. I think you're saying you're a good guy. Yeah, I was trumpeting my own greatness. <laughs> well, and I'm not going to have any any counter to any of that. Thank you, Bill. Um, and I want to say this: but it, you ain't too shabby yourself. How about that? Oh, that's very kind of you. I appreciate that. Um, despite being from the east, uh, I was about to step in some mud there. Uh, so I'm I'm from Boston, but I didn't like I didn't I didn't grow up in Boston. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually from the from the Midwest, so I have a different sort of values than the Northeast area. Well, let's talk about this. How different are Ooh. the Midwestern values from the Northeast values? What does that mean? So. I mean, that's what a great you, question. You getting up at five in the morning and feeding the chickens? I have no animals. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I had an animal uh, that sadly passed, um, mm-hmm. but that was not a chicken animal. That was a dog animal. Um, <clears throat> no, the, the so so like the Midwest, right? It's a lot of it's a lot of being gracious. To the point of like, are you really disgracious? But they're still disgracious. So you and mean New it's England. this weird, subtle, passive aggressive, smiling like, through things, smiling through anger. Yes. In the Midwest. Yes. yes. You sound uh, happy and, and, with I, that. I, 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 That's not good. Well. No, but, I'm I'm agreeing with your assessment of it, and I want to be I want to be restrictive to that to just Minnesota, um, which is where I'm from. I don't have experience with other parts of the Midwest, mm-hmm. and maybe it's different. I'm I'm not like looking to like paint with a wide brush. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, how about this? One's give it to me. Th- th- I'm about to. It's what I do here on the show. <laughs> they both could stand some uh, improvement. Oh, 100%. No, no disagreement whatsoever. And I'm not making that statement as. Right. So, like, judgment can sometimes come across as like i know better than you do mm-hmm. and and that's not that's not the place that i'm coming from or intending to come from it's just the place of like i don't know okay, like, all right. well, well well what do you got for the topic here are this is not looking to to write a uh, 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 uh infinite jest 2 here with you <laughs> 
time machine. Uh, Mike, help me out. I, I wasn't listening to the part of Give Me the, the Bleed. And, you know, like, I don't know. I, I wasn't listening to the earlier part of the show. Like, I really like to listen to it after the fact. Um, I, I kind of want to see a dinosaur. So you want to go back and see Dinosaur, where it was like playing the band Dinosaur or the Animule Dinosaur? No, the Animule, the Animule. Well, what like, if we did this, though, in, Je- uh, Will? Yeah. We go get Jay Mascus, Lou Barlow, Murph. We take them back to prehistoric times with their instruments and some pig nose amps because we ain't going to find nowhere to plug them in. And they play You're Living All Over Me for a Dinosaur. I'm shame on you. You're like kind of blowing me away. I... Son, that's fantastic. Son, that's what I do here. <laughs> you calling me son is a, a fantastic moment. <laughs> wow. Um, but it's bifurcated, right? It's bifurcated because, like, I do like I want to see a dinosaur, not just like the crocodile modern day, like uh, mm-hmm. turtle, turtle dinosaur or whatever. But imagine I want to go to the future. Imagine you're seeing a T Rex walking by, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like. You're like in where, where, where do you want to be? Do you want to be somewhere in America that used to have dino, like, like that you are familiar with, but now has dinosaurs walking around on it? I don't have strong feelings about where I am. Okay. It, it's just the, you know, like the, 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 the literal animal attraction is like the size. Mm-hmm. Uh, for brontosaurus, maybe you know, okay. Herbivore. <clears throat> well, imagine Over, this: uh, you're um, seeing a literal dinosaur walking, and you see Jay and Lou and Murph, and suddenly they're playing what song? <laughs> Tar pit. I can guarantee that I, I have a little bit of a nervous disposition that I'd be a little bit amped up about, like, I don't know if we should be making noise right now, Look. but there's another side of me that has anarchy, and I was like, oh, yeah, burn it down. I got to say one thing, and don't take this the wrong way. If please. I was on this, and seriously, please don't take this the wrong way. If I was there with you and Murph and Jay and Lou, I kind of want to see you're pushing me into the dinosaur. I kind of want to see you get eaten by a dinosaur. I I completely see that. I kind of want to see a T Rex just <laughs> lean forward, and then there's half of you left. <sighs> hey, there's Will. There's half of Will. Well, where's the there's, other half in the T Rex's mouth? And then a Brontosaurus he's, he's steps up. on the other half of you. Boom, He's up boom, there now. Boom, boom. The and then we hear for that, I get the move back, and they go boom, 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 right? Right? You get it. I'd so much rather go out that way than with like the boom, boom of like a play on Seinfeld bass. What if we played the Seinfeld bass for the dinosaurs? 
and then no, it, please don't. And then it drove them insane. Boom, 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 boom. And the dinosaurs are running at us. <laughs> then I'm like pressing the time machine button. Time machine, get me out of here. Time machine, get me out of here. And then I push you <laughs> out of the time. Then I push you out of the time machine. Tom, doesn't it drive everybody insane that has like quality metrics? <laughs> Wait, does what drive it? What? Like li- it, I'm saying, doesn't the Seinfeld bass riff drive like, isn't that itself like a litmus test of like, I want to keep talking to you if you like this or if you don't like this? The worst part about the like, Seinfeld theme ain't the bass, it's the p- That's the worst part about the Seinfeld theme, the pop. Whatever they do. That's the worst part about it. I'm working on a re... I'm I'm working on remastering the episodes of Seinfeld for a more contemporary crowd. And we're going to have new music threaded through each episode and new references will loop with AI. George will say things like, I'm going to see... Like, George will be like... Like Jerry will be like, I'm going to see Death Grips tonight. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. Hey, um, I sent you an email. Uh, so so first off. Yeah, and I answered it. To you. Uh, you answered on, maybe on the show, but not to the email. But that's not intended as a critique. What? Uh, what? You showed up. Well, you and the team showed up on the Apple feed, the Apple News feed. We did. For the, yeah, for the Billy Joel. Story. Ah, yes. And, and like I saw it on the feed and I totally like, had like a, I let out a small string of explosives amongst my wife and children um, and was reprimanded. You did? <laughs> I, that go I over? completely did not well for like me, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but I was like, like after the fact, when the kids were not there to my wife, I tried to explain it all. Yeah. And she was like this, this sharpling. Oh, you're well, tell me more hey, about this. Listen, Will. I appreciate the time. Will, will no, not, no. Tell I me more about time. talking to your family. You take care. Will, don't you hang up on me, Will. Will, don't you hang up on me. We got to find out a way to get these bad company things so they can't hear it. That's why I don't do it as much as I used to. They can hear it. Thank you. In the chat, somebody's saying I got hauled. I need to get a drop in of that dude from last week. I'll haul you for real. I'm a gang member. And this dude looked like, and look, Will, Will, God bless you, Will. You're a nice guy. I answered your email. You seem all right. I just, they just had to move it along here. I had to move it along. That dude last week, when I got into that thing and a guy pulled alongside me and said, I'll haul you for real. And then he said he was a gang member. He looked like that douche who plays for the Warriors. I know that's which one. 
which douche moses moody kamenga kamenga uh 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 looney uh clay thompson uh uh draymond green no draymond green is one of the worst humans going by the way but They've got this kid, Pods, who plays. He's a rookie, and he's the most arrogant douche I've seen in a very long time. He'll, like, double dribble or travel, and then he starts moaning to the refs. It's like, who are you? You have not earned anything yet. He looked like that kid, the one who said, I'll haul you. Hello, best show. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, Jamie from Oklahoma City. Jamie from Oklahoma City. What's going on, Jamie? Not too much. Uh, I've got uh, two points of order and then a uh, uh, thing for the topic. Yeah. Give me one point of order and Uh, I'll see whether I can authorize the next point of order before the topic. Okay, sensible. Um, okay, so a while ago I called on the uh, comedy advice episode, mm-hmm. and we had a good chat. You told me to hit you up when I was in L.A. I've got a show in L.A. coming up. I wanted to let you know that uh, you're on the guest list if you'd like to come. It's at the New Art Theater. The New Art Theater. And when is this happening? This will be oh, March busy that day. At, uh, ah, oh, well. <laughs> No, really, when is it happening? It'll be March 6th, and I believe the doors are at 9 and shows at 10, I believe. And now what is this show? Tell me about this show. What is this going to be? It's uh, just a stand-up comedy showcase, pretty over the plate. However, uh, it's me and some Oklahoma friends are on it with some, uh, with some Los Angeles comics as well. Okay. Sounds like a good time, everybody. In Los Angeles, go see this show. New Art Theater tickets on sale now. Yes. <laughs> so what do you got for? So that's one okay. point of order. I'm going to say do the topic next. Then I'll see if I grant the second okay. point of order. What that's is this? Good. Is this like a few good okay, men the- with a point of order and stuff? What are we doing here? Yes. I'm g- gavel gavel. Okay, go ahead, Jamie. Okay. Um, With a time machine, I'd go back in time. Steve Miller claims that he showed the Grateful Dead the blues. I would go back in time and stop that from happening. That is one of the best things I've ever heard. Stopping the Grateful Dead with your time machine, right? Sure, it would be fun to go watch the Velvet Underground play the Boston Tea Party or wherever. But stopping right. the Grateful Dead, like just in the tracks, going back and offering money to each of these guys, I'd offer Phil less because <laughs> it would be like you go back, you got you you got twenty twenty four money, that's gonna stretch right. a lot further. Yeah, I've got remote job money. I could save Pigpen's life. You go back, you say Pigpen, here's a thousand dollars. Get out of town now. <laughs> And don't come back. Phil Lesh, here's $1,000. Yeah, that would feet. either condemn him or change 
change the course of American history. I would just pay him. I would just pay you. If you gave look, <laughs> if you if you gave Pigpen a thousand dollars, there's he ends up co-running the family with Charles Manson. Turn your turn your thing. To, come on, Jamie, turn it down, huh? Turn it down. What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. <sighs> I'm excited. Sorry. Your second. You're excited, so you you had audio looping. That's what you do when you're excited. You're making me Must vape. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm vaping <laughs> because of you. Oh, that's terrible. Oh no. Ugh. Okay. He would co-run the family with Charles Manson, Pigpen. Why is your thing still playing? Why do I hear myself? I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's me. It's you. Neither here nor there, Jamie. Okay. That's an excellent one. What's the second order of business? Uh, last time I called in, I offhandedly uh, asked for points while you were dishing out points for the horsemen. And I wanted to see, uh, you, you said some, you gave me some points. I want to narrow down how many points is some. And if I can take my rightful place as last place among the horsemen. Horseman, what do you think about this? Hang up. Hang up. That's one hang up. <laughs> sure. What else we got? Pat, Mike? No, I'm 100 points. Mike says 100 points. Okay. okay. That's not bad. Pat? Yes. Yeah. How He's many... flipping chicken. I was, I was going to say scrubbing the chicken pan out. I actually haven't done that. I've done, I'm a I'm a bad husband. I haven't done that. What do you what What do we do with this guy? I am not sure. I think. Well, first of all, his radio needs to turn down. Exactly. I, but you yeah, know what? Good lord, Pat, Pat, we're hanging up on him. Horseman, I want to talk to you in a minute. I just want to take one more call, then I'll talk. 201-989-0012. Let's get some more calls going. I want to talk to people all the way through the end of the show. Hello, best show. Um, yes. It's, it's Simon. It's Simon. Simon Doom. Simon O'Connor. Look at this. An actual rock star on the line. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. What you up to? I'm oh, just doing the best show. <laughs> um, oh, nice. No, I'm good. I'm good. I, we played for the last couple of weeks. We played some of your music from your new record from the Spiral Heads record. You did, and I'm so happy. Thank you so much. Of course. I really appreciate it. No, it's great. It's really great. You, you just put an album out called Till I'm Dead. Just came out last week, right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the big uh, release day, the twenty third, where where record came out, um, and some other ones. Was, uh, you're, you're breaking up. You're breaking up a little but bit, buddy. You're breaking up. I am. You All right. are. Oh, that's 
Okay, hold on. Let me move around. Let me know if it's better. That sounds Any better. better. That Any sounds better? better right there. Okay. Excellent. All right, I'll stay right here in the strip. Um, but yeah. So I'm in Portland right now. It's yeah. Breaking, studio breaking. Just, Buddy, it's breaking up. Again. Oh, gosh. It is. All right. How about now? How better. about now? Better. It's not going to work. That is better. better. Let's hope. Let's pray. Uh, okay. Let's try. All right. Sounds good. All right. Keep it. Um, so, what is the to- the topic tonight? Is you got a time machine? Go back. You, you already used it to kill Hitler. Now, what do you do with it? Okay, so I have to go back to a time when Hitler was alive. You go wherever you want. Okay, so if I'm going to kill Hitler, I would probably do it. I don't want to kill a baby. Okay, you know. Um, maybe, uh, when he was in art school. So you'd kill him, or, as a, uh, you'd, you'd kill him in art school. Yeah. Or maybe in World War One. Sure. Um, in World War One, that's where I'm a jerk. So it's, uh, it's like a 19, 16 ish, 17, 18. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm there. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just do one. Uh, what, what else do you do in 1918? Um, I would like to ride in a box. Mm-hmm. You know, go to the mines. Um, yeah. What about like a dirigible? Do you want to fly around in a dirigible? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like, um, or, or kind of one of those early, uh, I would like to kind of, one of those early submarines or uh, deep sea mm-hmm. uh, diving situations, kind of a uh, find the Kraken or what else was going on around then. I don't know? know if Krakens were necessarily um, around in in the past. Okay, so I, it was mostly mostly Cthulhu's. I think it was mostly Cthulhu's back then. That'd be if you're in Connecticut. I think there were a lot of Cthulhu's up there. Yeah. Still are. Um Ms. Simon, okay, let, let yeah, me ask still... you a question, Simon. I want to ask you a question. Go ahead. You got the record out now. Mm-hmm. When are we gonna get to see a live spiral heads? Well, what's the live situation? That is the same question the guy from the label just asked me. That's interesting. I um, well, I've been doing a lot of Modest Mouse stuff. In fact, I'm here in Portland doing that right now. Because um, Simon, you're you're in and, Modest Mouse now. Mm-hmm. What's, yeah. What's that like? Well, you know, we're just uh, we and the boys been playing and and we can't quite find the sound. You know, as mm-hmm. Peter yeah. Peter Chris said, and Peter Chris could not find the sound. Yeah, well, it's a, one of the that and Norwegian wood, I think, are sort of two songs that are kind of lies to apologize to a significant other for um, not coming home. 
you know? Yeah. You know what's great about the uh, – yeah, that's very true. They're just justifying, hey, I'm on the road. What can I do? When he's saying they can't find the sound, apparently at some point someone handed them a Raspberries album and they found the sound. Kiss are like, we just can't find the sound. Oh, wait, listen to Raspberry's Greatest Hits. Guys, I found the sound. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I feel like that was the, you know, that should have been the last verse of it. I mean, isn't the last line of Beth, I'm not coming. It's, it's the whole song is saying, like, I'll be a few more hours. And then the last line is, I'm not coming home at all. I Something like that. Yeah. Come home with a dumb yeah, cat and like John Lennon home. did not did not fall asleep in the bath. You know what I mean? No, he made. Oh, I was in the bath. Don't worry. I was in the bath, having a bath. Yeah. I went to the bath and no. I slept in the bath. <laughs> no, you didn't. So, what is the story no, with didn't. playing live? You're doing Modest Mouse stuff now, but what's the future yes. of a live Spiral Heads gig look like? We, uh, so we, the future is we are going to play some shows. They aren't booked yet, but we are rehearsing. All right. So the thing is like, with the record, we started it before the pandemic and then, you know, which was a, a little bit. And then we took a bit of a break and then mm-hmm. finished it. And at that point we were all involved in other projects as I am do a lot of time, but now the record's out. I can see it down there. It exists. I'm sending you a copy, Tom. And uh, yeah, we're going to play some shows. I'm and ready. hopefully we'll make it to LA. I'm ready. And if I'm we ready. do, we'll, so we'll set something maybe up. Maybe we can check out that studio. We'll that set something so up. Incredible. We'll set something up. Yeah. Simon. Yes. I would love that. What's going to happen? Um, All right. Beautiful. All right, buddy. All I right. want to tell everybody. All right. Spiral heads, check the record out. Till I'm dead, it's great. Oh, thank you so much, Tom. All right, Simon. I miss you and I love you. I love you too. We'll talk very soon. And I do miss you. I don't want you to think I didn't miss you. Um no. awesome. I know you missed me. Hey, great talk. to talk to you. Uh, I will I'll see you soon. Yeah, I can't wait. Speak soon. Yes. Bang, bang. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. We've got a rock star on the line. Rockstar checking in. 201-989-0012. Hello, Best Show. Hey, is this me? It is you. Um, it's Jimmy from Rochester. It's Jimmy from Rochester. What's up, Jimmy? I'm calling about the topic. Okay. The topic. What do you got for the topic, which is after you kill Hitler, what do you do with your time machine? Um, I'm going to go to Detroit about 1965. Ooh, I, I like where this is going. Catch. Okay. So, yeah, catch, uh, they got a, a vibrant jazz scene, hopefully catch like Coltrane mm-hmm. before he passes, Sun Ra, Pharaoh Sanders, all that kind of stuff. That Tom bird is heavy duty. The idea of going, because this is one of the things I think gets lost to, to time. If you were to go see John Coltrane live, and this is the thing you read about it, the thing that's lost, 
since we're not seeing him live anymore, obviously, because he died in 1967, the sheer force and volume of it live must have been mind-blowing. That's what people say, is like, you you cannot convey what the force of this player was like to be in the same room with him blowing on his uh, tenor sax. Absolutely. Could you imagine <laughs> and, the freaking um, force of that thing? You know, I I saw John Sinclair once. He was speaking and reading poetry, and he had Q&A after, and I regret not asking him, you know, because when I think of the MC5, I think of the most incredible thing ever at their peak. Yeah. To ask him who, who could top the MC5 at their peak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, John Coltrane is something that I would assume would be his answer, but I, I, I actually, to ask that question. Jimmy, I actually once talked, you're going to think I'm lying. I did an interview <laughs> with John Colt, uh, not John Colt, John, uh, John Sinclair a long time ago. I asked him pretty much the same question. And <laughs> do you know what his answer was? What? The association. <laughs> wow. Well, they're pretty good at Monterey You don't know how many times I wish that I could hold you. You don't. That song. You never know. Never mind. You know, Peter Zaremba of the Flesh Tones. Yeah, go ahead. Peter Zaremba of the Flesh Tones did what? Said Sergio Mendez mm-hmm. at a free concert when he was a teenager. He was working at the park, Central Park, something like that. Yeah, and seeing them live mid '60s, yeah, was you know earth shaking for him, and I probably I'm sure he's right. Man, I get it. So you'd go back to '65, so, check out some jazz, and you'd see early MC5. Would you go see uh, what was Iggy's band before the Stooges? Was the <laughs> uh, Prime Movers? The Prime Movers. That's that right? right. Yeah. Yes, I would see the 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 evolution of the MC5 at their peak. I'd Stooges. go back. I'd go back and say to Iggy, "This is what I'd say." You said, "Jimmy, Jimmy Osterberg, you seem like a smart kid. You want to make it in this business. You got to act like you're the dumbest human alive. <laughs> you got to act so much dumber than you actually are." And you might not make a ton of money right at the top. You're going to work for the rest of your life, my friend. <laughs> Good advice. Because has anybody, has anybody played the role of a nitwit better than Iggy Pop <laughs> of just being like, he, he's, he's a smart guy. He's smart. Undeniably smart. Right. But he strips the thing down to the essence where he's just like a knucklehead. He figured it out early. He did. Not unlike what a young boy in New Jersey (laughs) who heard radio shows where everyone was trying to sound smarter than the next person, the NPR, a certain broadcasting style on non-commercial radio where everyone talks like this and tries to sound very smart and 
they it's implied that they're smart because they're talking in this very witty, quiet way. And you assume, well, they have to be smart. They're talking quietly. I heard that, <laughs> Jimmy. And I said to myself back then, I'm going to be dumber than I actually am on the show. Right. I said I'm going to be dumb. Look, I'm already dumb. I am dumb. I'm going to be even dumber than I actually am. Did it take me almost nine years to graduate from community college? Yes, it did. I'm leaning all the way in. And it's worked for me ever since. Nobody likes smart people. Everyone likes dumb people. <laughs> True. Everybody likes a fun, <laughs> dumb person. Nobody well, wants to hang out with somebody that thinks they're smarter than you. Everybody loves hanging around somebody who's dumb. And the best part about being a little dumber than you actually are, Jimmy, you say something that's even that. half smart and people, uh, they their jaws hit the floor. Right. You know Get the book. A- you know the book. Ask the dust. What? <laughs> you just play it dumb. And look, am I surrounded you figured by? It out. I did figure it out, Jimmy. And I just, I just showed everybody, like not unlike the movie Patton. I just showed everybody the playbook. But you know the thing. It's too late for you all. You all are on record of being smarter than you are, of being smart. Because the thing is, you talk to some of these NPR people or these broadcasters that talk like this, you actually have a conversation with them. They're stupid. Right. They only know the references. They only know they cobbled together the reference. Oh, I mentioned. Oh, I mentioned uh, the 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 uh uh the what was the book? Nineteen was the book the the Japanese author with the twenty eighty four was it? I don't know what book is it, Mike? Do you know that book? People in chat. It was a Japanese author. People are saying Mishima. IQ84. IQ, what is it? 1Q84? Something? No, that's not That's not me. Yeah. Murakami. Somebody just put it. Murakami. Yeah. Well, this is what I want to say. You knew that, Mike? I don't Mike? know that writer. You knew, What's that? You know that guy? That author? No, I mean, I, I actually, I think somebody sent me a copy of that book. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it, but yeah, I haven't read any of his stuff. I just want to say that. Everyone in the chat just showed they're smarter than me by knowing that book. I come on, I start talking about how I have a hard time understanding a Bazooka Joe comic. Everybody relates. They all look at, look at the nitwit. Let's pat him on the head. He's trying his best. You get that, Mike. Because you're one of, this is how I describe Mike. Anybody wants to know how to describe Mike? He's the S-House poet. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Coming from the streets, but he knows beauty. 
the beauty of words. That's why I wrote a freaking book and everybody's just like, oh, I thought this was going to have illustrations in it. And like, people literally thought my book was going to have crossword puzzles and like connect the dots in it. (laughs) They were amazed it wasn't like a, like a basically a placemat at a diner in book form. I know. Am I actually smart? Nah. Am I smarter than maybe I let on? Hmm. Thank you. It's like if Lou Reed was from uh, went to Rutgers. That's what it's like. All right, Jimmy. We done here. All right, Tom. You have a great night. I think we're good. Thank you. Bye bye. You t- Was that clippable, Zoe? Hello, best show. Tom? Hi, who's this? Hey, it's Ron from the Central Coast. Ron from Central Coast. I of got California. I have one that was the next question. Where is the Central Coast? I'm very close to San Luis Obispo. You are near the Madonna Inn. It's right up the road. You ever go? Yes, eat who was there last there? night? Who was uh, John Waters? I've eaten. Yeah, close, but uh, actually, it sounds like Mr. Harry Styles was there yesterday. Harry Styles was at the Madonna Inn. Yes. What was he doing there? Shooting a music video? You said it, not me. Who knows? There's other music videos that have been shot there, though. Grimes shot a music video there. Sure. What's your favorite cake at the Madonna Inn, Ron? There's only the one. The only. The pink velvet, baby. the, The champagne cake. Exactly. It's not the only cake they have. Isn't it a you. great place? They have Pardon? other cakes. They have other cakes, Ron. Yeah, but that's that's the one you go for. That is the one you go for. You are from San Luis Obispo. I want to ask you another question, Ron. Sure. Tell me about yeah. the nacho chips in San Luis Obispo. <laughs> Every time I walk by them, I think of you, and I think of sending you five to ten cases of them. But, uh, yeah. Are they not the best? Taco Works? That's the one. I want to say this to everyone. They make a, a, a nacho chip in San Luis Obispo called... Taco Works is it's literally where they are manufactured and and these chips you can eat these things with nothing no salsa <laughs> no guac you just get them you can eat the freaking bag of pl- as plain as the day is long 
Indeed. Yeah, they, they it's it's almost an insult to have salsa or guacamole with them. It's almost an insult. I got to get some taco you can works. Put, you can get them uh, down the street. I know a store that carries the boxes of them. Go get some right now. <laughs> and if they're Do closed, they have a huge drive your car like drive your car through like the door 10 feet and get high. Them. They don't. It's actually on top of the shelf. What the store shelf. out here has taco works? Pavilions on Alameda. They've got two. Uh, they keep about four boxes of them all the time. That's a grocery store pavilions. Yeah, that's good to know. It is good to know, Ron. I'm never going back to San Luis Obispo now, except for that champagne cake and Boo Boo Records and Boo Boo Records, which is a great record store. Heck yeah. Real, a seriously good record store in San Luis. Don't take this the wrong way. The town of San Luis Obispo does not deserve that record store. It's been there since like 1977. That's not what I said. I didn't ask how long has it been there. I said the city of San Luis Obispo does not deserve Boo Boo Records. You might be kind of right there. Do you know the band that played uh, the concert in San Luis Obispo that caused a riot? Do you know the story of that? The year was 1968. Uh, 11 people died. 1968. Yes, 11 people died at the show. You don't know about this? In San Luis Obispo? Oh, yeah. 31 people injured. You tell. 11 deaths. The association. <laughs> they started playing Cherish. And people just started stabbing each other. <laughs> Turned out it was some sort of Manchurian candidate thing. It was like operation. Well, it's a good thing that that story got buried. Otherwise, yeah. uh, I don't think anyone would live in San Luis Obispo. That's why the association are not allowed back. You're not even allowed. You will never hear the song Cherish in that town because of the tragedy. And it's just referred to as the tragedy. If you go to Boo Boo Records, they'll only sell you an association album. They have them under the counter. You have to say like yeah, a G.G. Allen record, like a G.G. Allen record. You have to go and people often refer to the association as the West Coast G.G. Allen. G.G. Allen, the association and screwdriver. The unmentionable screwdriver. All the stuff without the racism is amazing. OK. Maybe I could just listen to a band that didn't become racist at any point. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, No, no, this stuff is good. But then they became a white power, but they were good. There's enough music out there. I'll get by without the pre-white power screwdriver records. uh, What do you got for the topic, Ron? 
I just, I, when, when I think about turning back the time machine, <clears throat> I think about poor Billy Buckner on the Boston Red Sox in 86 in the World Series of Game 6. He's the nitwit who watched right. the ball roll between his legs. Whole thing. Yeah. This is what I'll say about Bill Buckner. Said, he should have been retired already. Not then. He how was long? Still a had, young Buck. Bill Buckner was not. How old was Bill Buckner in '86? Can someone tell me, please? He was like 37. It's not a young. Yeah, <laughs> he's 37. In '86. Yeah, but playing first base. In 86, a time when people were just like, their idea of working out was bringing, in the offseason, was bringing kegs of beer into the bar they owned. Like I said, a young buck. He was old when the people of Boston should be mad at him for not for actually having the nerve to set foot on a field at that age. In 86, these guys didn't work out. It's not like LeBron James or Tom Brady now. No, they did one-armed curls. They yeah, they the, did one-armed curls with a can of Miller Lite, exactly. Right. Yeah. They all did it though. He equal it was an equal field. I'd go back to 86, and I'd tell Bill Buckner, retire. You ain't going to like what happens if you don't. <laughs> Grab your money and run. Yes. Yeah. Grab the $65,000 you get a year for playing professional baseball at that point and run. If even that. Yeah. If even that. No, the, you might have a point. I just, I, I, whenever I see that highlight, I low light, I mm-hmm. just cringe and I cringe. Of course you do. And that, that, that to me is the agony of defeat. That's the, that's the, 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 the jumper on the, the wide world of sports who just, just eat it. Now, so are you, hard. are you it's, like a big Boston fan? Is that what you are? No, I'm a Giants fan. But I'm a baseball fan first. And first foremost. of all, I just want to say this: you said that like I should know it. <laughs> I'm a Giants fan. You shouldn't know. That. Oh, of course. I'm How could I forget now. that Ron is a Giants fan? Which Giants? The San Francisco Giants. The San Francisco Giants. Sure. Yeah. Fun squad. Fun yeah, squad. They're, they're okay. Yeah. Who's your all time yeah. favorite player for the Giants? The Say Hey Kid, Willie Mays. There you go, Willie Mays. Greatest player of all time, if we are honest about the sport. Oh, I don't know about that. No? Top five? Nah. At least? Maybe top five. The best yeah. baseball player ever, everybody knows. Billy Ripken. Hmm. Because what he did. Billy Ripken. Billy Ripken. What he did with that baseball card. 
transcends everything. Ron, I got to go. Oh, Tom, please. That's the greatest end I've ever heard on a call ever. Oh, Tom, please. Hello, Best Show. Hi, Tom. It's Susie from Jersey City. Susie from Jersey City. What's up, Susie? Not much. I tuned in a little late, so hopefully my time machine topic isn't one that's been set already. I hope not. You're going to go back in time to 1998 to be on the set of Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai, was shot in Jersey City. Probably. I was probably on the corner of Monticello and Bergen waiting for the bus. So tell me what you would do, though. Tell um, me. No. I wasn't in high school then. That's okay. Cool. What would you well, do? I would go. Okay. So, okay. Um, I, would, I would take a page out of your previous caller's book about the music scene as opposed to my book it never ends (laughs) well okay so i would go back to laurel canyon in like you know late 60s early Mm. 70s get by the house next to mama Cass. yeah become her bestie and then integrate myself in that awesome scene you know hang out with nielsen Lennon when he had his little lost weekend. So you'd be a part yeah. of the LA music scene is what you're looking to do. Yeah. I would still be alive now. I would buy a bunch of real estate in Malibu. Coastline Malibu real mm-hmm. estate. Okay. I gotta say what do you think? I think that's the best answer I've heard tonight, Susie. This is what I picture Susie does. Goes back in time with them with a briefcase full of money. Or would you go back with like, this is what you do. You go in 2024, you take out every loan, you take out every loan you can get and you stiff them, right? No, no, no. I become best friends with Joni Mitchell. No, I'm saying before, Susie, I'm saying before you go back in time, you go back with some 2024, you go back with a briefcase of 2024 money. If you were able to get your hands on like seven hundred thousand dollars of twenty twenty four money, you got yourself four and a half million dollars of nineteen sixty seven money. Well, you know what? I would just buy Bitcoin when it was like ten cents. We're saying the same thing, Susie. We're saying the same thing. Yeah, I think you're going to so. go back. Your money's going to stretch so far back then. You'd buy the house next to Mama Cass. Yeah. This is what I picture happens to you, Susie, and you just have to accept this reality. You would become, and don't take this the wrong way, Mrs. David Crosby. Oh, no. Do you, Susie, you know, do you, Susie, take, do you Susie, take David Crosby to be your lawfully wedded husband? His right? Firm or him? Wait, say that again? His sperm or him? What? His sperm or just him? Him! Like, just his sperm? No, you're marrying him. I don't want to live with him. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll make you my old lady, man. I'll right? have one of his children, but he doesn't have any rights to that child. No, you two, you, you would go back 
your plan might go sideways. You're married to David Crosby. Hey, where's 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 my guitar, Susie? No. Man, this is a I bummer. Would, uh, I'm going on my boat. I'm really tall. He's too short. He's too short. You know what you do? You know what you do, Susie? You poke a hole in that boat of his. Well, look. Who who has his kid? Ellen? No. Who has his kid? (laughs) Melissa Etheridge. (laughs) Melissa Etheridge. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you're welcome to come stay on the compound in Malibu if you want. Everybody who's called in, who's uh, not everybody, a lot of people have talked about things that would have made them cult culty. You'd end up with a cult. Culty, yeah. You'll be like, yeah. Uh, you'll be like Father money, Yod. Money. You're gonna be like Father Yod. Nah, I don't want to lead people. I'll just like write some books and stuff so they can read them. I don't want to talk. I to like them. that. So you'll hang out with like Eve Babbitts. That'd be cool, right? I would hang out, yeah. I would just be that whole scene. Uh, Palm Springs, all of it's amazing. I'd go back to that. I love LA. Is I'd... LA better than Jersey City? It is. <laughs> it really is, Susie. <laughs> I'm uh, my favorite people in LA. Shout out to LA. Shout out to uh, Glendale. Susie, I got one thing to say to you, and I want you to we listen. Hope... Bow, bow, bow. I love LA. What a bad song that is. Really. That song is one of the worst things about Los Angeles. Is that song. One of the worst things about Los Angeles are the people that love Los Angeles a whole lot. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Randy uh, Newman. Horseman, are you there? Tell me about your time machine. What you would do with the time machine, Horseman? I would just go back as Scooch. Did you hear about our favorite DJ and guitar player? What, what? DJ Khalid. DJ Khalid, what would you do to him? Yeah, he, he... he didn't want to walk through sand with his new Jordan, so he had his security guys carry him. Okay. And uh, he's getting some backlash. So I would advise him uh, to take his shoes off if he was so worried about walking on sand <laughs> in them. That's, that's what a- you're going to do with a time machine. <laughs> that's what yeah. you, you Look, I got to say this. Mike? Yeah. You're the only one doing with the, that with the time machine. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Mike's going to go back, use the time machine. Hey, DJ Khaled, you're going to get a lot of grief if you uh, <laughs> if you don't if you walk if you have your guys carry you. <laughs> that guy sucks. You have that clip of him playing the guitar. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Next week on the uh-huh. show. This are, these are the things I was thinking about for next week. Which member of the Traveling Wilburys could you beat up? Um, I also want to start doing shout-outs on the show. So seriously, 
uh, tweet or send in your shout outs. I'm going to do 60 seconds of shout outs every week for for listeners, birthdays, things. 60 seconds of shout outs. Um, I was thinking next week of writing the song, like the way Man on the Moon is about Andy Kaufman, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's an excellent tribute to Andy Kaufman. That's a, what a beautiful tribute. The thing I know, ain't nobody going to do no tribute like that to me unless I do it myself. <laughs> I think I need to write my own death song. But in, in an REM style? In a style, we're going to figure out who it would be. Wouldn't that just picture? Because it's like a picture, a song like that, making. There's somebody, they just put DJ Khaled holding the guitar. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> He's got his fingers away from the strings. He just has like, like no fingertips on the strings. And look, I'm the kind of. Person where oh my god they're strumming it. He's strumming it. To, oh my god, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> you it's, need the sound too. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna play this next week. <laughs> this is gonna be half of next week's show is us <laughs> analyzing every moment of this clip. <laughs> no, but it would be a song because nobody's gonna write a thing as good as REM about me when I croak. So I got to just do it myself. Who would you want to write that song? Probably DJ Khaled, Probably, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Marley guitar. <laughs> He'll be like, DJ Khaled. <laughs> over my tribute song. <laughs> so that's what Mike would do. Pat, what would you do? And Jason, what would you do with the time machine? I would probably go back and stop Mike from... Wasting his trip. Wow. Going back. I'm probably going to go back and keep Pat from stopping Mike. Wow. This is a real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is this is inception. Clearly yeah. just no one yeah. stop. Yeah. You know, the, the time machine you can get on and, and go to other time. No, the juice is up after that one trip after killing Hitler. <laughs> Clearly no one has respect for time travel on this show. <laughs> well, everybody. I want to say this. The Four Horsemen, it don't get no better than that. Check out 108.9 The Hawk if you want to laugh it up with a with some fun classic rock humor. We got Egg Foo What, which is Mike and his friend Greg going through the eating food and, and talking about a whole lot more than food. But that's the kickoff point. Uh-huh. Pat's doing stand-up. You're yes. Pat's out and about. You catch him doing stand up. Book me on your shows, guys. There you go. Book Pat on your shows. Just not on Tuesday nights. Just don't time. Don't take him not away Tuesdays. from me. Don't take him away from me. I'm available. We got John Gentle, of course. Thank you. Um, yeah, a lot of great talent here, and it's all a part of the best show. Next week, we're going to have another great episode, and I can't wait to have fun with everybody. Next week, thanks to uh, 
being dead for coming by in that amazing session. That was something else. I loved it. That was truly cool. And let's play some music on the way out. They came by and played last week. Or it's two weeks ago. We're going to hear something from On the Way Out, Daystar. See you next week, everybody. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Neff. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.